Good Oral Health is about more than just brushing and flossing your teeth. Dental disease is 100% preventable, and it starts at home with you. Yep, you heard me right. Cavities are a disease and not something our children should just get. Your mouth is a window into your body, and it has an effect on your speech, breathing, chewing, heart health, so much more, and we're not listening to it. Come along with me on this journey, and I'll give you a whole new perspective of the importance of taking care of your mouth and the long-term effects it has not only on your oral health, but also your overall systemic health. On this podcast, we'll bring you a mixture of professionals, experts in the field that will give you advice and action steps you can take with your kids in different situations. We're also going to have moms, dads, caregivers, just like you, having the same struggles that you are, because together we can make a difference and help keep our kids healthy. Because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life. And it all starts with you. Welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about water. What is the healthiest water to drink? We've always been told to drink eight glasses of water today. But do you know why? Do you know that our bodies are made of 75% water? All of our cells are made up of water. It's the most important thing we put into our bodies besides oxygen. Not only is it important to watch what food we eat, but it's also important to watch what water we drink. It's our fuel for our body and how we're able to detoxify and deliver oxygen and nutrients to our cells by eliminating toxins that make us feel sick. Remember the famous line, water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink? Samuel Taylor Coleridge poem, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Water is all around us, but often it's not clean or safe enough to drink. That sentence has stuck with me for years. Clean water is vitally important to our survival. In fact, two-thirds of the Earth's surface is covered in water, yet drinking water only comprises 3% of it. Even though I've heard my whole life you should drink eight glasses of water, do I? The answer is no, I'm not perfect. I don't. Why is that? Mostly because I'm not sure what water is the best to drink. And is the water harming me? Eight glasses of water, if I drink that much and I'm not drinking water that's good for me, could it be more harmful? That's what goes through my mind. And there are so many options. So which is the healthiest one? I thought I was doing really great and drinking distilled water till I found out that distilled water leaches vital nutrients from my body because there aren't any nutrients in it. Water is becoming a big business. Water's not just water. And we're being told that our tap water is not safe because of so many contaminants. The last three years, there has been a huge surge in bottled water sales in the United States, putting it over $18 billion a year for bottled water. One study conducted that almost 77 million people were served by water systems that reported violations to the Safe Water Drinking Act. According to the Environmental Working Group, there have been 315 pollutants found in America's tap water since 2004, 2004. And over half of these pollutants are completely unregulated and legally exist in an, and can legally exist in any amount. Start over. According to the Environment Working Group, there have been 315 pollutants found in America's tap water since 2004. And over half of these pollutants are commonly unregulated and can actually legally exist in any amount in our water. My mother-in-law passed away from lung cancer in 2001, and it had metabolized to her brain. She didn't smoke a day in her life. She swore she got sick because of something in the water. I remember her saying, don't drink the water, it's poison. I still drink the water. We did get a reverse osmosis system put into our house after she passed because we had a well, but then we needed a water softener and bags of salt. So then I started thinking, okay, 
not good to drink salt water. We can drink water that's salt, but it doesn't quench our thirst. Why not? The answer lies in understanding the process of osmosis. Osmosis is the process where water molecules move in a higher concentration in an area with a lower concentration. So basically, osmosis occurs by stabilizing the system. Think about putting an ice cube in a cup of hot chocolate. Besides being diluted, the water is resulting in the liquid in the cup reaching an equilibrium between two extreme temperatures. Osmosis works in a similar way. But what does this have to do with drinking salt water? Our cells are permeable membranes, meaning that things can move in and out of our cells and through our cell wall where other things can't. Salt water is nothing more than water suspended in particles of neutral salts. These salt particles are too large to pass through the cell walls. So when taken into our bloodstream, salt water stays in the blood plasma and doesn't pass into the cells. So in fact, if we were to drink salt water, our blood plasma takes in the salt water and the water takes up space where the water molecules usually would take up that space. So instead of the water entering our cells to replenish them, the water actually stays outside of our cells, dehydrating us even more. So the more salt water you drink, the thirstier you become. And that's a major problem where our actual system can shut down if we have too much salt water. So let's leave the salt water to the fish, but that's where that Mariner poem came in, that there's all this salt water around you, but you can't drink it because it actually would make you ill. So even though there's all these types of waters, some of them are good for you, some of them are not. So we now know that salt water is not good to drink. So what water do you drink? I've spent months trying to figure this out and it depends on who you ask. I still don't know if I know for sure what is the best water to drink. I grew up on well water. I had more cavities because I didn't have fluoride in the water. Now I find out that it was probably my body and what I was eating. I had a more acidic environment, might not have necessarily been the water, but that's when I started drinking distilled water because I thought it was the purest form. It was the healthiest. We put it in our vaporizers. We put it in our autoclaves so it doesn't clog the system. We use it for our fish because if we put them in the tap water, a lot of times they would dry unless we die unless we put drops in it before transferring the fish into it. So I thought, well, if the fish are going to die and they can't be in the tap water, but we could put them in distilled water, then distilled water is probably the best for me, right? Well, that's what I thought for the longest time, but guess what? I was wrong. It wasn't until after having cancer and talking with Kelly Shockley, doctor of cause, that I found out that distilled water maybe wasn't the best thing for me to be drinking. Because like I said before, it doesn't have any minerals in it. So when we drink it, it depletes the minerals in our body. I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. And so that might be why I was feeling tired all the time and was really low in a lot of vitamins. One of the reasons. So the science is clear. Staying hydrated and drinking enough water, not salt water, not distilled water, has a lot of health benefits. But again, what water do you drink that has those benefits? Not so sure, but water and nutrition seem to go hand in hand. What does water do for our body? It hydrates us. Getting enough water every day is important to our health, just like breathing and eating and sleeping. Drinking water can prevent dehydration. And it's a condition that its cause is actually unclear, but it results in mood changes. It causes our body to overheat. It can lead to constipation. It can cause kidney stones. Water actually helps our body keep a normal temperature. It lubricates and cushions our joints. It protects our spinal fluid and other sensitive tissues in our body. It flushes out waste through urination perspiration, and bowel movements. It keeps our immune system and our skin healthy. 
So our body needs more water when we overheat in hotter climates, if we have more physical activity, if we're running a fever, if we are vomiting or have diarrhea, we need to replenish these fluids through water or beverages that we drink. And some of those fluids can be replenished through the foods that we eat, especially foods high in water content, like fruits and vegetables. Celery is one that's really high in water content watermelon, but also it kind of acts as a natural diuretic. So that's another great thing that we can eat. But when it comes to bottled water, there are several types on the market. Distilled water, spring water, purified water, mineral water, artesian water, even alkaline water. So are any of these the best types? The more research I do, the more I get confused and I need a definitive answer. But for now, for me, it comes down to personal choice. What's the difference? Let's break it down a little bit. Bottled water is not necessarily healthier than tap water and it costs more. You're already paying for your tap water, but it's also associated with healthier water. Bottled water is not necessarily a guarantee that it's healthier than tap water. And some bottled waters actually are more acidic and they affect your body's pH. So if you can keep your pH seven or above or more alkaline, then you won't get sick. When your body gets more acidic, you get more cavities, you get more illnesses. So adding minerals to your water that make it alkaline, that might actually do some harm if it's too alkaline. So it can't be too acidic and it can't be too alkaline. There was a four-year study that the natural sources for the defense council did, and they showed that a third of the bottled water tested actually contained contaminants that exceeded the allowable limits. So an environmental impact also on the plastic water bottles that we're using is harmful to our ecosystem. So is bottled water necessarily good for us? Not if it's in the plastic bottles because it can leach chemicals. Some of the bottled waters are not really good for us. And there's all types of bottled water. So let's break bottled waters down a little bit more. Bottled water is definitely becoming a big business. A lot of people don't want to drink sodas and things like that. They feel like water is better for you. And it is depending on the water that you get. So let's talk a little bit about spring water. It comes from underground where it flows naturally on the earth's surface. Spring water is collected only in the spring through a borehole tapping underground from whatever's feeding the spring. And the water is collected and used from an external source Spring water is collected with the use of an external force that comes from underground, and it has all the physical properties before treatment, and it must be the same composition and quality of water that flows naturally through the earth, according to the International Bottled Water Association. Purified water has been produced by distillation, deionization, reverse osmosis, and other suitable processes, meeting the definition of purified water. In the U.S., other suitable product names for bottled water treated by one of the above processes include distilled water, deionized water, reverse osmosis water, and this is the process that you reverse the osmosis, alternate drinking water, purified drinking water, distilled drinking water. All of these things are things that they can use to sell purified water in a bottle. And that means that it meets the standards. Mineral water is distinguished from other types of bottled water by the constant level of properties and the trace mineral elements in them. It contains no less than 250 parts per million of dissolved solids, according to the Water Association, and no minerals are added to mineral water. Sparkling water is water that is treated with carbon dioxide and contains the same amount of carbon dioxide that has been emerged in the source. 
sparkling bottled water may be labeled as sparkling drinking water, sparkling middle water, or sparkling spring water. Artesian water usually comes from a well and it's tapped from underground with layers of rocks and sand. And this water has the same height as the top of the line qualifier. Well water is bored from a hole as well and it comes from underground and it's tapped with a water qualifier. Alkaline water has a higher pH level than tap water. And you've probably seen alkaline water on the shelves. It means that the pH is basic or above. So seven is a neutral pH. So a lot of alkaline waters are eight, and that means that they're not as acidic. Natural alkaline water can occur when the water picks up minerals from the spring and passes over rocks in its environment. You can also make alkaline water by adding a teaspoon of baking soda to the water. Products such as water ionizers also can be used to make alkaline water using electricity and separating the molecules from the water and creating, siphoning out the acidic water. So tap water usually has a pH of around seven. Alkaline water is close to an eight or nine. And all of our body systems function as they should when our pH level is at a seven or above. The misconception with drinking alkaline water is that it dramatically affects the pH in the body. Illnesses are common causes of changes in the blood pH level. Diabetes can make your blood more acidic. Kidney problems can make your make it more alkaline. Certain foods, including dairy, can also make your blood more acidic. Lemons, oranges, things that are more acidic. It's more common for companies to manufacture alkaline water, but natural alkaline water occurs from the springs when it passes over the rocks in the environment. So alkaline components are salts and metals, and they can be added to the water to make it more basic. All in all, a general consensus among health experts is that you need to make sure that you're drinking enough water, no matter what type it is. But it still confuses me on what is the best type. Depends on who you talk to. Too much of a good thing. So you can't have too much alkaline water. You can't have water that's too acidic. You don't want distilled water. You can drink a little of it, but not every single day. So it's recommended that men drink an average of 3.7 liters, which is 125 ounces every day. And that women get 2.7 liters, which is 91 ounces. The water can come from beverages or food, according to the recommendations. So for men and women, 15 cups of water and 11 cups of water or eight cups is what we were taught to believe. Women who are pregnant and breastfeeding need extra fluids to stay hydrated. So the Women's Health Organization recommend that women consume 13 cups of fluid a day. Natural or artificial? Water is naturally alkaline when it passes over the rocks, like we talked about in the spring. It picks up minerals to increase the alkaline level. However, people who drink alkaline water or buy alkaline water, sometimes it goes through a chemical process called electrolysis. This technique uses a product called an ionizer to raise the pH of regular water. Makers of ionizers say the electricity used separates the monocle in the water to make it either more acidic or more alkaline. The acidic water is then funneled out of the alkaline water. Some doctors and researchers say that the claims aren't backed to match the research of alkaline water and the quality of the water depends on where the source is. And it's crucial to make sure the contaminants are not present in the drinking water, no matter what you're drinking. So some recommend reverse osmosis to purify the water and before connecting it to an ionizer. So that means that you have to buy a system reverse osmosis that could be $5,000 to do your whole house. And then you need to connect it to an ionizer to raise the pH levels. 
that could be pretty expensive and time-consuming. So the World Health Organization cautions against drinking water low in mineral content that have been created by reverse osmosis and distilling process or adding minerals to your water on a regular basis is not good. So you can see my confusion is I still don't know what's best, but we do know America is dehydrated and that's a problem because water makes up 50 to 70% of our body weight. 83% of our water is in our lungs. Our heart and our brain have 73% water. Our bones are 31% water and our kidneys and muscles are about 76% water. So what does that mean? Our body is made up of a lot of freaking water. So what does water do for you? It helps form saliva that aids in digestion. It helps keep your muscles and your membranes moist. It allows your bodies to grow and thrive and survive. It flushes waste, mainly through your urine. It lubricates your joints. It helps stimulate brain cells and neurotransmitters. It regulates our body chemistry. It acts as a shock absorbable. It converts food to needed survival. It helps with oxygen and helps deliver oxygen all over your body. Water boosts your energy. Water not only benefits your health, it can help control your weight. Because high water content, it makes sense that our bodies need water to keep our systems functioning properly. So next time you go to get something to drink, make sure that you go for a glass of water instead of a glass of coffee. I like to think of it like this. I tell you drink water, you drink water. Your body has to convert the water back into your body temperature. So if you drink cold water, your body has to turn it back into room temperature. So let's say that it's better to drink cold water than hot water if you're trying to burn calories. If you think you're not drinking enough water, here's some tips to help you. Carry a water bottle with you throughout the day so it's easier access. Choose water instead of sweetened beverages when you're eating out. So instead of coffee or tea or pop, add a lime or a lemon wedge to your water to improve the taste. Try chilling or freezing the water. If you're hot, cold water seems really good. But when you wake up in the morning, it's actually better to drink room temperature water with lemon in it to help stimulate your body's processes. So drinking a cup of water in the morning is a great way to start the day. But before you decide what water you're going to drink or you drink your tap water, you can look for a report. The EPA you can go to www.epa.gov, safe water, and it has an index of where you live. You can put in your zip code and it will give you facts. There's also enviro facts that report what's going on in the water and what the standards are and if they've been violating that. You can understand your water report. You can go to www.nsf.org and they have consumer drinking water to tell you what the best water is. Again, I have read several articles, blogs, and researches for months. I still do not have a good answer as to what is the best water to drink. So if you know someone that knows about water, who has research systems, whole house systems, let me know. Everything you can think of, I have researched, but it's just made me more confused. I've tested my water. I've used purifiers. I put purifiers on my faucets. I have spring water. I go to the health food store. I got nine non-GMO bottles. I use the Yeti cup so it's not in the plastics. So all that being said, what is the best water? That's how I started out this podcast. I really have no clue. Right now for me, spring water is the best water. But that leads me back to water, water everywhere and not a drop to drink. We need to solve this problem. What is the best water? And you know, it's not a bad idea to have one of those purifiers that you use when we go camping. 
you can take any water, put it in there and purify it and make it drinkable. So I recommend getting one of those. You can get it from REI because oxygen and water are the two main things that we need to survive and thrive. But we need water that doesn't have contaminants in it. It isn't making us sicker. So what do you do if your water is contaminated? Again, something I'm still researching. I do think that my mother-in-law is one of the reasons that I've thought about water so much. And she has the question, is it making us sick? Is it keeping us sick along with some of the foods that we consume? Keep being your own healthcare advocate, finding the cause of the problems, making sure that you have a backup plan for purifying water in case there's a water shortage that could be coming or in case there's an issue in the water. I know that there's a lot of boil orders that have to happen and then we're not drinking our water. So making sure that you have some water somewhere stashed in case there's a shortage, being able to boil water, being able to put it through one of those filtration systems. So make it like if you're out camping, you can drink any water when you put it through there. So I know that I sound like a little bit of a conspiracy theory when I'm talking about water, but since my cancer and recovering, This is something that I think about a lot. And when I drink water, and I know that I'm not getting eight glasses of water a day, and I really am not sure what the best water actually is. It's a mystery and it depends on who you ask. So which water is the best drink? This podcast does not have a clear answer. My conclusion for myself is natural spring water, but I'm not confident of that. So I'm hoping that this has given you pause and made you think about our water supply and what water is best and what questions do we ask. When we ask better questions, we get better answers. The healthiest type of water, according to people these days, is hydrogen because of its potential health benefits and the antioxidants it contains. However, the truth is that even that healthiest type of water might have minor benefits. Hydrogen water and other types of water are on the list, but they might not be able to repair an unhealthy diet or lifestyle. So the biggest health benefit I can see from drinking hydrogen water, regardless of what kind of water it is, is that as long as it is clean and free from impurities, then it's good water to drink. So the bottom line you should consider is being healthy. All types of water on the market have life enhancers and something that can mildly improve your lifestyle and diet is making sure that you're not fixated on just one. I tried different waters and you know sometimes alkaline water and it's good to swish with tap water if you drink something acidic. It's good to have alkaline water if you've eaten something more acidic or you're testing the pH in your mouth and your mouth is more acidic. That's when I would recommend drinking alkaline water. So if you're supposed to drink more water, what is the healthiest to drink? Again, jury's still out for me. I wish I had the answer. If you have an answer, please reach out and share it. We can't live on air and sunshine alone. Our body needs water to survive. After all, we're made up of 50 to 70% water. So you can go three weeks without food. You can go three or four days without water. You can go four minutes without oxygen. So we've talked about oxygen. We've talked about water. And next week, we're going to talk about nutrition. This podcast is a representation of my knowledge and my journey throughout this life. You don't know what you don't know. And apparently there's still a lot I don't know about water. So I hope this information is helping you learn and that we're growing and sharing together. Yes, these are all my opinions and they may change as I learn and grow and have more knowledge about what is the best thing for you to drink. Knowledge is the strongest tool that we can provide people. Knowledge can defend us against other things happening on earth and making good decisions. We can say that knowledge gives us power, but a person who fights for their rights 
in the world we live in is constant change. So we have to fight for knowledge and figure out what is the important thing and share our knowledge in order to have positive change. The more knowledge we have, the better choices we can make to live healthier. So I know that this probably wasn't what you wanted to hear as far as what's the healthiest water to drink, and I didn't really give you an answer. But I just wanted you to know that this is still a topic that I am still very confused about. And I looked into a reverse osmosis system, but then some of the things that I was reading said that when you do a reverse osmosis system through the whole house, it cleans it out too much and you need some bacteria in there. I've read that acidic water is not good. I've read that too much alkaline water is not good. I've read that hydrogen water is good, but you also need some of these other waters as well. So again, I I know that this wasn't very helpful. Just stay tuned as I find out more knowledge. I'm sure we're going to revisit this topic later. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Mouth Movement Podcast. And I usually say, I hope this was helpful, but I know that it probably wasn't. It might've just confused you even more, but you can go to the cdc.gov and water and its healthiest drinks is where I found some of this information, or you can go to bottledwater.org and it talks about the different types of bottled water, or you can just keep asking around and searching like I did. What is the best water to drink? Water, water everywhere. What is it that we drink? Until next time, have a great day and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening today. If something you heard made you smile, made you think, empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure you share this with a friend. Write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook page, Dental Hygiene 411, or hit the link in the show notes to join a conversation. Until next time, breathe through your nose and share a smile. After all, they're contagious.